This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. Our host is Coach Charlie Melton, ASC Certified Master Technician. I'm Jermaine Flood. Now, some folks love driving a stick shift, a manual transmission, and others prefer an automatic. But what about a CVT, a continuously, I'm going to try to get this out, Coach, variable transmission? We'll learn about them, and Coach will take your repair questions. But hello, Coach Charlie. I'm not Liz Gill. <laughs> we are so happy to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. And I, I don't mind being here with you. I, I enjoy it. So um, I want to first say Happy New Year because this is a new year and I'm sitting down with you on the show. So I'm very um, happy for that as well. So Happy New Year. Well, coach. Happy New Year. And I'm excited to be joining you. So we'll just jump right into it. What is a CVT? Well, if you think about a continuous variable transmission, it takes me back years and years ago, and I know our older listeners will know what this is. It was, a CVT was first put into a swamp buggy. Mm-hmm. It was a six-wheel vehicle with two handles that you would steer the vehicle, and it was that was a CVT. A CVT has no gears. It is a pulley-driven transmission. Right. Okay, by being a pulley-driven transmission and no gears, how does it shift? Well, the same thing, if you thought about that swamp buggy, what it happens is that the pulley seems to get bigger and smaller, and that is how the transmission is controlled with that pulley and that belt moving inside of that pulley. Right. So were they invented because we needed something new other than an automatic or a manual? Well, if you think about an automatic transmission, first of all, it's full of gears and clutches and uh, it runs off hydraulics. And then you had a manual transmission that was nothing but gears. You had to shift it in order for it to work. Well, then they said, well, let's make this CVT. It didn't cost as much to manufacture. Mm -hmm. It has less moving parts. And so they said, and it gets better gas mileage. Uh, There's a lot of different ways that you can tell a CVT as you're driving. Because like I say, I got a Honda that has a CVT in it, and it gets 30 miles a gallon in town. Yeah. Constantly. Yeah. At all times. At all times. Yeah, you never average anything different. Right. It's the same thing because that CVT runs at a higher RPM. It's really running with the engine. Yeah. Whatever the engine's running, that CVT is running. Where you have an automatic transmission, it changes gears, and it has to build up to that one-in-one ratio to get overdrive. Well, CVT does not. It is always in the right gear all the time. So the only way to know if you're in a CVT kind of is to watch your gas mileage? Um, or can you feel it? Well, you can feel the difference from an automatic transmission and a CVT. Automatic uh, transmission, you can feel the shift points in it. That mm-hmm. means that as you're driving, you can feel it go from drive or first, second, third. You can feel all those gears changing. And you can look at your RPMs on your uh, car and you'll see them go down. Right. Okay. A CVT you do not feel no shift in the transmission at all. It is steady. Right. So backstory for me, my first car was a manual transmission. So the question that I have is, I always thought that they were the best gas savers. 
manual versus CVT, which one is the better gas saver? It's going to be the CVT. Okay. And the reason is, is that really in America, you really have to order a stick shift now or a manual transmission. Right. You can't even get one, really. You have to order it from the manufacturer. I was telling you earlier, in Europe, all they drive is stick shifts. Yeah. Okay. They're smaller cars. Now, if you see a CVT, a CVT is going to be in like a Honda HRV, Honda Civic, a Toyota RAV4, a Nissan Kick. All of these smaller SUVs have CVTs because they're looking for better fuel economy, and that's it. That's the fuel economy that you can get out of that. And plus, it does, you know, the emissions had to be cut down. And with a CVT emissions, it does not, the vehicle does not put out as much emissions. And the reason why is because it's not doing all that shifting. Yeah. So it's a smooth, a smooth emission ride. Right. 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 And so as you see that, as you're driving the vehicle, only if you notice if you were, if you was a like somebody who likes to feel the car uh, shift and all, you're not gonna feel that. Yeah. So it may not be a good ride for you. If you were a manual driver and you really liked moving those gears, right? Yeah. So if you have a CVT in, really, it's ready good for a city, uh, going up mountains and terrain like that. It's pretty good for those. Okay. Okay. And um, the thing is. I was saying earlier, you look for what you have in the vehicle. The vehicle is when you, if you're looking for fuel economy, this is the best route to go. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do each of the manufacturers use the same type of CVT or are they using different variations of it? There's different variations of CVTs. They're, they all do the same thing, but their Toyota has one that you could feel the shift. It was called, it's called a launch gear. And you can feel it when it first takes off Mm -hmm. because they wanted you to do that because they wanted you to feel that because it sort of would put more buyers into buying that particular vehicle because they think they can feel the automatic transmission. yeah. Yeah. And so that was made for them. But most CVTs are all the same. They have no gears. They run off pulleys and belts. So another question, can you, when you shop for a vehicle, are you shopping specifically for a CVT versus an automatic or are they just there now? They're just there. <laughs> you really don't have no choice right. unless you're going up to a bigger SUV or a pickup truck. or That's the, that's when you have uh, the automatic transmission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then if you think about CVTs, or, uh, they're in, all your manufacturers have one. They had problems with CVTs a few years back. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they have problems with anything once right. they first come out. And so when they get the bugs out of it. They're pretty good uh, transmissions. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe all the cars need to go to CVT now. I really have a knack for wanting to drive a manual shift, so. Well, that's fun. I like to feel it move. Until you burn the clutch up and then. Right. But I, I take it at a low RPM, so I go at a three. I try not to burn. Would you burn if you if you switch at a higher one? Well, if you go, the if the gear shift is in the higher range, it doesn't move. Right. Because you're in a higher gear it has to be in first gear to take off in a manual transmission. Okay. So okay. Can you imagine the 18-wheelers that have 18 gears, gears. or 24 gears that they're shifting? Are, are they talking about maybe taking those to CVTs? No. 
No. They're going to have to stay on yeah, a there's manual no way. shift. Yeah, they have to stay on a manual shift. This is yeah. pretty cool. This is a good subject. I love it just because of the fact that I started with the manual transmission when I started driving. So to know that the technology has moved into CVT land and you can't really choose what. That's, you can't choose <laughs> There's something at. to what you said, though, about there's people of a certain age that, that came along when uh, there were options. I mean, for the longest time, there was no you know, automatic transmission. But for people of a certain age, there's something about being, number one, there's something about being, being able to humble brag to everybody else that you can, if you can. Oh, yeah. Even if you can't. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> if you had the CVT and you had one of these swamp buggies, you knew exactly what they were. And then you went into a manual transmission. Yeah. And you had your option for an automatic well, now there's not really an option. Yeah. And now they got the flipper buttons, coach. That's yeah. not that's not shifting gears, coach. No, it's not. Well, that little That's that, less than a video game. Like, Come on. That's for our millennials that just like to move those video games. <laughs> like like you they just want to tell their they friends love, they can they can drive buttons. a manual. They that's love right, buttons. Right. That's it. <laughs> that ain't no manual. Well, we're talking about CVTs and our email address for questions is auto at mpbonline.org. We're going to go to the phones right now. We've got Bob calling in from Collins. He has a ACDC switchers question. Bob, you're talking to Coach Charlie. All right, Coach Charlie and uh, the host there. Uh, <laughs> thanks for taking my call. This is a question I've, I've always, I should know, but I always wondered about. You know when you go like in the auto parts store, hardware store, they sell like on-off toggle switches? Right. And, and sometimes they'll say DC uh, voltage, or they'll say AC. What's the problem with crossing them over for uh, the opposite application? Why well, is it why is it just listed DC or AC? Well, you always got to think about switches. A switch is something that cuts something on and off. Either it's going to let the electricity flow, or it's going to cut the electricity off. Okay, that's all that switch is for. Now, could you put a AC switch with a DC switch? Yes. All it is is connections. That's all it yeah. is to it. There's nothing, whatever you put to that switch is what's going to come out of that switch. Yeah. If you put DC in it, that's what's going to come out of it no matter what. You know? Oh, yeah. So it's really, uh, it really doesn't make a difference in them. I've never seen a difference. I've I've went to the parts store and got many different switches that were AC or DC, and I didn't pay no attention, just put them in the vehicle, and they yeah. worked. All right. Well, something I've thought in the back of my mind is like if you if you put uh, like an AC switch for a DC, you know, DC is a, a bigger arc and like a, a welding machine. Right. Like. You know, if you when the contacts open and close, it may be a, a bigger spark to burn off the uh, terminal ends. That, that yeah. doesn't have nothing to do with it. Now, right now, you got uh, the voltage going through the vehicles. If you even think an AC is so small of the AC going through it, the only way you're going to put a toggle switch for DC anywhere would be if you're just putting it in the dash and you wouldn't cut your lights on. Your uh, if you had a four wheeler or a Jeep, you want to cut those KC lights on and stuff like that. You know. Yeah. You're still DC's going to go through it, you know. Oh yeah. Well, I just wondered if it'd be like a bigger, uh, a higher heat temperature passing through them contact points on and off. Now there are some out there. If you're just say if you're going to do a uh, put an amp in there that takes a lot of voltage or a lot of amperage, then those are bigger terminals because they're going to take bigger wires. Yes, like you said. All right, Charlie. 
Uh, have a have a good day and Merry Christmas. Thank you, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, thank you so much for your call. Getting power into your car is important, especially if you need to charge something or use something else. Uh, is that what he was basically calling about, the ACDC switch? Well, what's he talking about if he's going to hook up something to DC or hook up something to AC, can he use the same switch? To hook it up. Right. Okay, so if he, and they're all toggle switches, so if you're hooking up a, just say you're hooking, uh, to cut something on and off that just going to cut an amp mm-hmm. on or a radio or something like that, what type of switch can you use? Right, you know? right, right. Is your car under recall? I'll tell you how you can find out next. You're listening to AutoCorrect with Coach Charlie Melton. I'm Jermaine Flood. And if you want even more AutoCorrect, find our podcast on all podcast platforms for your smart device. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11 a.m. So here's some recent recalls. There are none. As of today, there were no new recalls, but you can find out if your call has if your car has a past recall by going to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's website. Um, that's nhtsa.gov forward slash recalls and inputting your VIN number or find their safer car app. Hey, we're talking about CVTs. That's continuously variable transmissions. Say that three times fast if you can. (laughs) We're also taking your vehicle repair questions. Our email address is auto at mpbonline.org. Before we get back on to our CVT discussions, we'll go to the phones. Alec in Clinton is on the line. He has a PHEV comment. Alec, you are on the air with Coach Charlie. Right. Thank you. I love y'all's show because you know so much. Um, a couple of times, Coach. yeah, really. A couple of times in recent uh, weeks, I've heard somebody bring up the, the term PHEV, and uh, you both said, I believe Coach Charlie, you and Liz Gale both said, I don't, I don't know what that is. I wanted to tell you, it's a it's a plug-in hybrid electric vehicle, and a plug-in hybrid electric vehicle PHEV, and I have one. I don't have a bank account anymore, but now I have one. Um, I bought a 2019 Hyundai Sonata just a few months ago in August. It's a fabulous piece of engineering. It's it's certainly the most high-class car I've ever owned. Uh, it's very good. You have to plug it up every night on my little regular ordinary plug. It takes seven and a half hours. For to for the battery to fully charge, if I if I get the what the two twenty or something out there in the garage, it'll only take about two and a half hours to charge up. Um, but it does a beautiful job, and, and then when it's charged up, you can really go about twenty five miles on all electric, and then it switches. It just becomes a regular hybrid, mm. going back and forth using the gas motor. But for instance, I just drove to. Uh, Huntsville and back and stayed with my sister and brother-in-law, plugged up both nights while I was there, and so averaged about 47.5 miles per gallon. That's pretty good. When I'm running around town, if I don't go more than 25 miles, it averages 100 miles a gallon. Uh, But usually it stays at about 71 miles per gallon when I stay in town. So and you, you almost never hear anything. It switches beautifully, and it's a wonderfully made car. They they 
They know what they're doing. So I just wanted to put in my little plug there for plug-in hybrid, P-H-E-V. That's yeah. all. Let me tell you one thing. You're talking about the uh, 220 uh, charging takes about two hours. You need to be very careful about fast charging any of these EV batteries because yes. fast charging is not good for no batteries. It will make that battery um, wear out a lot quicker. So you want to be very mm. careful about getting the 220. A lot of people do, and a lot of people, uh, some of these charging stations are uh, 220, but they don't tell you what it's doing to the battery because that battery gets so hot. So you need to be careful about that. Well, thank you. The owner's manual says it's better to have the fast charge kind. Uh-huh. Well, uh-huh. It, it may be on that one, but most vehicles... Uh, yeah, they might to, be trying to sell you more batteries. Yeah, because they want to trickle <laughs> charge uh, any uh, battery... Because, like I say, a fast charge heats that battery up, uh, real, uh, and the fan's not on when you're charging. So you just need to be careful. Okay. Right. Okay. Well, I really appreciate that. Thank you all so much. Thank Alec, you so much. Alec, thank you for your call. And the gas mileage, though, that, that whole discussion as it relates to CVT, I know that those uh, EVs are getting a lot more. But based on the CVT, is th- that's still an advantage for that, that gas mileage. Yeah, and then uh, when you think about hybrids and electric vehicles, they're talking about not miles per gallon on the EVs. They're talking about miles per uh, trip. Elect- uh, the electrical, the kilowatts. Oh, okay. How much miles you can get per kilowatt. Okay, okay, okay. So. Well, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Well, back to the CBTs. We are discussing that today. That's the continuously variable transmissions. Coach, tell me, what are some of the advantages and disadvantages of owning one? If you think about a CBT, the advantages of owning one, what we said earlier, is that the fuel efficiency that's the best thing. And then a smoother drive. Okay, you have a smoother drive. And like I say, you do not have no gears. So you don't you don't have to worry about gears wearing out or anything. And plus, it's a lighter transmission. Mm-hmm. So by being a lighter transmission means that the vehicle is going to be lighter. And those are the pros. Right. Now, the cons. Are they longer than well, the pros? Well, if you think about the <laughs> cons, you, there's not a longer list, but you still got to understand when you're talking about a CVT, you don't have that feel of automatic transmission shifting. The CVT has less parts in the vehicle, in the transmission itself, but it's more expensive to repair. Okay, that's what I was going to ask next. It's more expensive to repair, and most, uh, you know, you probably can find some places now, some of the uh, transmission shops, they're not really going to go in there and fix it. They're usually going to replace the whole CVT. Mm. That's what I was going to ask. How hard or easy is it for maybe a home mechanic or, you know, the guy around the corner to fix your CVT? Well, the guy around the corner is not going to do it. Okay. Because, once again, it has less parts, but they're... They work a little bit different together, and so you have to be very careful, and you need to find somebody that really knows trained. how to work on a CVT. Right. Uh, most dealerships and manufacturers are not going to go in and rebuild them. They're going to replace them. Uh, under warranty, and that's another thing, A automatic transmission, you can go thousands, over 100,000 miles on a uh, regular automatic transmission, but uh, CVTs... Mm. Maybe 100,000, 125,000 miles, you may start having problems with them. The maintenance is more expensive uh, on a CVT as uh, changing the fluid. Now, I said earlier on an automatic transmission, you don't have to ch- you're supposed to change the fluid according to the manufacturer, but sometimes you change it and it messes the transmission up. On a CVT, you need to change that transmission fluid. Right. And really, if you think about it, um, 
I just bought a Honda HRV and I got the extended warranty on it just because of things like the CVT and the electronics. And so if you're buying a new vehicle, you might want to think about that because those are things what's going to cost you money. The CVT, like I say, is more expensive to repair. And like I say, being more expensive to repair, you can't just take it down to a transmission shop and say, hey, fix it. They're going to have to replace it. Right. Thing. And then when you were talking about that 100,000 miles, I was going to ask, do they hold up? How long can you drive it? Well, there I've, I read an article not too long ago where they somebody had a Prius and it had a CVT in it and it had uh, 200,000 miles on it. So it's just according how you drive it once again. Right, right. So is there one type of car that's more common to have the CVT versus the others? They all have them. Subaru, okay. uh, Honda, Toyota, the uh, manufacturers in the United States, they all have CVTs. They're all putting them in there. Yeah, that's their that's their main transmission to go to on smaller vehicles. Right. So the rebuild versus the replace, it sounds like it's probably maybe more cost efficient to replace since they're doing the replacement so much on these CVTs versus the rebuilds. Uh, you don't see a lot of places uh, rebuilding them unless it's a, a certified shop rebuilding them Mm -hmm. they're replacing them it's going to be easier uh you take it out just like a regular transmission and it's just more expensive due to uh the way it's built so as a mechanic how long would it take somebody to learn if you're a mechanic though to learn a new transmission like a cbt and to be able to possibly rebuild it instead of replace well once again it's your uh ability to attain knowledge and who's teaching you how to do it uh you know they have uh different classes and different uh, manufacturers sending you to their uh manufacturer classes in order to do that stuff right but if you think about a manufacturer most manufacturers today going to swap out an engine, going to re- swap out an automatic transmission, they're they're not going to rebuild it right there. They're going to swap it out. Right, right, right. Especially if it's under warranty or something like that. Right. No. You're right about that. So let's go ahead and go back to the phone line. Right now we've got John from Atlanta on the line. He has a comment on switches from the previous call. So we're going back to that ACDC. John, you're on with Coach Charlie. Yeah, I was just letting you know, uh, letting him know. Y'all were right in, in the sense that uh, AC, DC doesn't really matter uh, voltage-wise. The only thing that matters is the amperage, uh, which she was on the right point. You know, you could use a house switch, for instance, to, mm-hmm. use, to switch something in your car or do DC voltage. The biggest difference is the amperage, and that's really the only difference. Yeah, if you the think about voltage. Now, if you think about the amperage coming through there, John, is that, like I was telling Jermaine, that the, really the only place that you want to really put a higher uh, switch would be if you're doing anything directly off that battery itself. And it's going to end the uh, component is pulling a lot of amperage. Right. Well, you figure most of your AC switches are, are they're usually rated around 15 amps. Uh, most things in a vehicle aren't going to use that many amps but something too so for instance you've got a lot of lighting like you had mentioned Baja like if you have a lot of lighting and you're going to be drawing more than 15 amps a switch like that wouldn't work and anybody that's going to be putting that much lighting on their bit like I doubt very seriously they're going to throw a, a 110 AC house switch on it anyway that right. just like ridiculous but yeah I mean you were definitely right the type of voltage doesn't matter. It, it really is the amperage, how much amperage you're pushing. 
Oh, we definitely appreciate you calling, John. Thank you. All right. Thank you, John. Thank you so much for that. We'll go to our next call. Dan in Columbus is on the line. He has a 2017 Ford Lariat tire situation. Dan, let Coach know what you got going on. Uh, Good morning. I, uh, my 2017 uh, Lariat did have a transmission replaced, but it was done by the Ford dealer with a rebuilt uh, Ford uh, factory Ford. But every once in a while, and it's fairly rare, uh, when I take off, uh, it, it's almost it starts jumping like I got a flat tire almost, and it will shake for until I shut it off, pull over, shut it off, turn it back on, and then it goes away. So I'm not really sure what's causing it and wanted to know if you had any ideas. Did it start after they did the transmission? Yes. Yeah, I would. Uh, yeah, I, I, I suspect a torque converter, really, because that'll give it a shutter. Uh, those torque converters, you know, they're the torque converter. You'll have a locking torque converter where it locks in, and that's what it sounds like to me. Is that they need to check that torque converter because it will shutter like that. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. You're so welcome. Dan, thank you for your call. We'll take one more before we head to break. We've got Elise in Jackson. She has a Nissan Rogue 2016 CBT transmission question. Elise, you're on with Coach Charlie. Okay, thank you. Um, I bought this car and have had it now for quite some time. I've got 124,000 miles on it. Love the car, but I found that the transmission, if you drive at high speed in high temperatures, for long distances, it overheats, and basically you uh, lose power, and you just end up on the side of the road until it cools off. Um, Nissan sent out, because of this problem was recognized, they sent out an extended warranty, but I was way past that point. Um, anything I can do to keep this transmission going, um, because summer's coming. Yeah, really what it sounds like to me is that that belt may be stretched inside that transmission. Um a lot of times when that, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> a lot of times when that belt uh, stretches that transmission, that it will uh, start creating heat in there because it's slipping. Uh, what I would do is go ahead and have the transmission fluid changed in that CVT and see if that helps you. Oh, okay. Five years ago, they told me I needed to replace the whole transmission, and uh, I just kept you know, driving reasonably in the summer, but, you know, when you go on long trips, it gets to be kind of an issue. So that's good advice. So, you know, I was given the same impression that you mentioned earlier that you really can't work on these transmissions, that you just have to change them out. But you're saying that's not quite right. Yeah, you go ahead and change the transmission fluid in it, and most likely if it is burnt, if the transmission fluid is burnt, and that may be causing some of the problems, it's not cooling like it's supposed to. So go ahead and change the transmission fluid and see what happens with it. Much for your help. I'll do that. You're so welcome. Elise, thank you for your call. Today is a transmission day. So if you've got any transmission questions, you can send an email to auto at mpbonline.org. But we're learning about CVTs. That's continuously variable transmissions between your car repair questions. What's in the news? I'll tell you next. 
Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Coach Charlie Melton, retired instructor from Clinton High School's Automotive Technology Program, is our expert host. I'm Jermaine Flood. I hope you downloaded our app for your smartphone, the MPB Public Media app. In addition to listening to our show on the MPB Public Media app, you can click on the support button and make a contribution. Contributions help keep our programs on the air for you and others to enjoy. And we thank you for your contribution to Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Autocorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with the replay Saturdays at 11 a.m. What's in the news? Well, here it is. This year's Consumer Electron Show was about how car and tech companies will work closer together in the future. BMW C. CESs or C's to show off a new concept car that can change its exterior color in a matter of seconds. I just saw that video literally yesterday. Up to 32 hues are available on this prototype. We will have a link to the article talking about the new offers on our broadcast website. Um, but yeah, that was pretty cool. I don't know if you've seen that yet, Coach. Have you seen those cars that change colors? I have not. I just seen it on, on on social media, so I don't know if it's really the car changing colors because I can trust nothing. Well, you know there are some <laughs> there are some paints out there that you could spray on cars that you look at it one way and you it's one color. You look at it a different way, it's another color. My wife had a green Mercedes. Uh, I think it was 2017 or 2018. Yeah. Uh, E350. It was green, but it looked purple in certain lights in certain lights yeah yeah this one is like a digital switchover you're looking at a pink car two seconds later you're looking at a blue one just change the whole color scheme just changes the whole color scheme so coach and i want to know this is a side question when it comes down to putting all these new bells and whistles on the car how do you feel about that (laughs) when it comes down to having to repair them well, once again, manufacturers are getting to a point that you're going to have to go back to the manufacturers on a lot of things because of what they're putting on the vehicles. If you do not have the uh, expertise training, you're not going to work on them. Right. Shade tree mechanics are out the door. Right. No longer you sit on a shade tree. You better sit in an air conditioner uh, <laughs> building. And you went somewhere first before you started working in that air conditioner to learn how to do it. That's right. Right, right. Well, let's go into an email real quick. Um, This is going to be a quick email. I've lost the key for the lug nut lock on my 2019 Ram 1500 truck. Visited and talked to everyone I can think of to get a replacement key. No luck, but several suggestions. What if I have just the locked lug nut cut off and replaced with a normal lug? That's okay, they do. Roberts. If it is a uh, manufactured uh, lock nut on there, you can go to the manufacturer. You can get the correct uh, lock. If it is not, they do make a tool that you can put on that lock, and it will take it off. If you have it cut off, you will just need to take the wheel off, knock that uh, stud out, put it, uh, another stud in there, lug stud, and put another nut on it. You're good to go. But see if it's a if it's an aftermarket, you may be able to get a uh, key for it. If it's a manufacturer, I know you can get a key for it. Okay. Well, Linda, I hope that helps. We're going to go to our phones right now. We've got David on the line from Horn Lake. He's got a brake light question. David, you're on with Coach Charlie Melton. Uh, Thank you for taking my call. I got a 1990 Chevrolet pickup, and the uh, brake lights are sticking on. And I can pull on the brake pedal manually after I get out of the truck, 
and they go off. So the brake light switch, uh, is, is there adjustment there, or do I need to replace the whole brake light switch? Uh, there's really on a lot of them now, there's no adjustment. Just go get your new brake light switch, put it on there, 15-minute job, you're good to go. Is that is that a dealer uh, item, or can I buy it at, a, like, a auto parts store? It's aftermarket. You can buy it at uh, Vance or uh, O'Reilly's, AutoZone. You can get that anywhere. All right, thank you so much. Yes, sir. Thank you, David. We'll go to our next caller. Bill is in Ridgeland. He's asking about the best way to wash your car. That is if somebody else does it. Hey, Bill, you're on with Coach Charlie Melton. <laughs> let me go back to yeah, the other caller. Uh, uh, hold on. Let well, me go back to the other caller real quick and just tell him that he needs to check that rubber piece in the brake pedal to make sure that rubber piece is not gone uh, out of the brake uh, pedal before he goes and buys the switch. Thanks, Coach Charlie. Okay, go ahead. Okay, Coach, um, I've have a car that I took to a dealership to get detailed and when went to pick it up um, they told me that they had pressure washed it and there was paint missing off of the different places on the car and I was wondering if, if you should not use a pressure washer to clean a vehicle. You should not use a pressure washer unless you're going to uh, clean up underneath the vehicle where all the mud, if it's a truck or something like that, underneath the vehicle is fine, but not on your paint. Uh, I would not even take a vehicle through one of those uh, drive-throughs anymore because I can just give you good experience. Took one through there and it ripped the emblems mm. off the car, and it was a Mercedes, and I had to go get new emblems for the car because it ripped the rear emblem off the trunk. But you need to be yeah. very careful. Hand wash that vehicle. Uh, do not use a pressure washer on it, and make sure you use whatever the manufacturer says to use to clean it and dry it. So a dealer should know better than to use a pressure washer to wash a vehicle. Oh, yes. I would go right back to them, and if they knock the paint off your car, I'd go right back to them and say, hey, you destroyed my car paint because using a pressure washer on the vehicle. Uh, okay. No. Yep. That's what I was hoping. Thanks. Uh-huh. Thanks, Bill, for your call. Yeah, that's serious business, Coach. I would have been mad to see them emblems fall off of there after I came out that car wash. Well, I was in Oxford, Mississippi, went through the car wash, and next thing I know, the emblem was on the the guy picked it up and put it in the car. Oh, my heart drops. it was a new car. Ooh, we. I go, and I asked him, I said, well, what was wrong with this? He goes, oh, well, uh, the brush must have pulled it off. And he said it wasn't the first time. Ooh. So... Okay. Well, they got to get their brushes together. That's it. We're going to get them together. That's right. (laughs) We're talking about continuously variable transmissions. I'm going to get that out smoother. That really is a tongue twister. Those are the CVT things. Email your questions to auto at mpbonline.org. We're going to go right back to the phones because we have a CVT question on the line. Jimmy is on the line from Memphis. Jimmy, you're on with Coach Charlie Melton. Good morning. You guys have a great uh, topic going on this morning, and I have a CBT question. Uh, coach, I um, have a 2017 uh, Nissan Altima, and sometimes when you drive it, it it has a jerk or kind of slippage, uh, and it doesn't do it all the time. Uh, but when we took it to the uh, to the dealer, uh, they did say it's the it's the CBT. Uh, didn't get into exactly what's going on with the CBT, uh, but their recommendation was to uh, change it. But because of the frequency is so minimal, uh, we're just going to drive it until it just goes out, I guess. And But do you have any 
uh, insight or recommendations on uh, what I actually should do with it? Yeah, you you think about the CVT once again. A CVT does not have a torque converter. Okay, by not having torque converter, it's not waiting for the engine to rev up in order for it uh, to take off. It has uh, once again, it's just the pulleys coming in and out with the belt. Most likely, uh, like you say, it does it every now and then. That belt's just slipping a little bit in there. Uh, The pulleys probably worn. Uh, You have two pulleys. When one gets big, the other one gets small. And most likely, you just got wear and tear on that pulley and that belt. And uh, like I say, uh, drive it till it falls apart, and then get another one. <laughs> All righty. Uh, and one last, one other question: the, the Nissan and the Infinities and, and some other cars, they have the uh, push button start. And if you, if you anywhere around Memphis, you know uh, these cars have been uh, stolen at you know. Uh, epidemic, uh, uh, whatever you want to call it. So do you recommend anything as far as, uh, I know people put kill switches in cars, uh, anything that would help in preventing someone to uh, program your car uh, that would at least slow them down? Well, the thing is, people are out there today, uh, they're hacking the computers in all these cars. Uh, and by them hacking the computer, and there's really nothing you can do besides, like you say, put a kill switch on it, uh, only where you know where the kill switch is. I would put a club on it. I'd put something on that steering wheel because one, if you put a club or something on that steering wheel where it's obvious, the thief uh, right then knows mm-hmm. it's going to be harder to take. And then if you put the club on it, and they do make switches that you can put on it, uh, aftermarket switches that will disenable that car. And, you know, a lot of times wow. when they steal these cars now, once they hack them into the, once they get into the computer, well, they can keep it going without a key. Mm. You know, and. Wow. Yeah, you you just got to be careful. And like I say, I'd get something, if you own one of those, a club or some type of anti-theft and put it on the steering wheel where they can't turn the steering wheel because then it takes time to get that off and it takes time for them to hack that computer and get you a switch under there that you only know where the switch is. All righty. Well, thank you guys so much. Uh, great conversation, great topic again. And um you got to keep it up. Appreciate thank you. It. Jimmy, thank you for calling us. We're discussing CVTs and taking your repair questions. Christian from Hattiesburg is on the line. He has a CVT question about a Prius. We're going to get right to you, Christian. We've got a new car review from Casey Williams coming up and Coach's Tip of the Week next. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. I'm not sure when snowstorms became bomb cyclones, but we had the perfect vehicle for it this week. The 2023 Kia Telluride Prestige X-Pro. Well, X-Pro means it has the light off-roading look and feel and a little different tire set on the outside. So you've got 18-inch black color wheels and all-terrain tires. But kind of the upscale British look remains. Inside, Prestige means you get Napa leather seats, ours with terracotta, this light brown, very beautiful, Harman Kardon audio, twin screens, a full array of crash avoidance systems, and just a really nice, beautiful interior. Underneath, a 3.8-liter V6, delivers 291 horsepower, 18 miles per gallon in the city, 24 on the highway, not bad for a large three-wheel crossover. And, of course, all-wheel drive. So what is this going to cost? Well, the Kia Telluride starts just under $36,000. This one's $55,120. 
This is AutoCorrect. If you've missed any of our program, you can listen to the whole show from autocorrect.mpbonline.org. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11 a.m. Stay tuned after the show at 11 a.m. at Southern Ribbony Kids and Teens with Dr. Morgan McLeod. I'm Jermaine Flood, and our expert is Coach Charlie Melton, ASC Certified Master Technician, and it's time for Coach Charlie's Tip of the Week. You know, we're talking about CVTs and talking about uh, maintenance schedules on it. You need to make sure you go to the owner's manual and make sure on a CVT especially that you follow the maintenance schedule so that thing stays in warranty and stays in good working shape for as long as you have that vehicle. Make sure you read up on that. We're going to go straight to the phone lines. We have Christian on the line from Hattiesburg. He has a CBT question. Christian, you're on with Coach Charlie. Hey guys, how's it going? Going hey, good. Um, I was going to say, my girlfriend just bought like a little older model Prius. And uh, when it kind of goes on a little bit longer road trips, I mean, not long road trips, but, you know, over five miles or so, um, it, it'll start to kind of slip. Um, when it, I guess when it's kind of taken off, could that be, you know, fixed by like changing the transmission fluid or whatever, or do you think it's internal problems? Uh, it's probably going to be that belt and that pulley. Uh, that's usually what it is. Like I said, you could try to check and change that transmission fluid. It might be, but you understand a CVT does not run off gears or clutches. It runs off that pulley and those belts. So right. really, it's probably going to be internal. It could be uh, a switch, you know, a sensor or something because they still have sensors on them. So what I would do is put a scan tool on that vehicle and see what's in the computer and see what it says. It may have you a code in there that maybe just maybe it's sensing something different for you. No, I have I have put a reader on it and it, it didn't say anything about the transmission. But um, okay, so every every now and again it will like completely. It's like the engine will start revving up. It's like it's slipping a gear, but I know it doesn't, you know, I know it, I mean, I don't think it can slip gears, can it? No, it don't have gears. Uh, like I say, okay, the, the, the only thing that's going to slip on it is that belt and those pulleys. So okay. you're looking at being that older vehicle. I don't know if I'd want to get rid of the vehicle or get me another transmission to see which one's cheaper. Okay. All right, I appreciate it. All right, thanks for your call. On the line right now, we've got a few minutes left. Haskell is calling from Memphis with another CVT question. You're on the line with Coach Charlie. Hi, I appreciate your uh, program, really informative. I got the new CVT and a 2020 Corolla, uh, and I got in the habit of my older Corolla, 2010, of throwing that thing into neutral uh, at times, sometimes sitting at a light, Sometimes at RPM, you know, filling a neutral and getting off on an exit ramp. I was wondering if that in any way is putting wear and tear on these new CVT belts, and that was maybe a bad habit. No, that's not going to put any wear on that uh, belt or anything, because you got to think about it. That pulley sitting there is changing with the RPMs of the engine. Okay, if you got it in neutral, it's going to be in one place. If you got if the RPMs start picking up, that pulley either is going to get bigger or smaller. So it's not uh, that vehicle's ready to go whenever you are. Well, that sounds good. Like I say, it's I'll put it a, maybe setting out a light. It's a low RPM, and I'll just take it from neutral into drive. Slowly try to slow. I try to slowly use these CVTs now and be aware of the RPMs on. 
Yeah, because the RPMs, like say, that's really the CVT is running on whatever RPMs that engine is. That's how it's running. So higher the RPMs, faster that, R- that CVT, that belt's going to change speeds. You know, if, if you think about it, uh, from an automatic to a CVT, you had a difference in gears. You know, the gears in the automatic was what was changing how fast you were going. A CVT is just according to how fast that, what that pulley's doing. Mm-hmm. Well, great. I appreciate your info and I appreciate the program. Thank you. Haskell, thank you so much for your call. CVT transmissions, that was the 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 subject today. Make sure you go out there and check out the podcast if you want to listen back to anything. You, you got anything b- before we go, Coach? What a great job you've done today. Thank you so very much for being here. Uh, we learn a lot. I yes. hope that the audience learn a lot about CVTs. Yeah. And, hey, next week we're going to talk about career technical education, and we're going to get a student's perspective. From CVT to CTE. That's it. That's right here on AutoCorrect. That'll wrap us up for today's AutoCorrect. Our crew engineer is Jay White. Call screener is Charles Arnold. For Coach Charlie Melton, Master Technician, I'm Jermaine Flood. Thanks for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.